Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to episode 526 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm the Big D's. Big D's. Big D's. Big D's has been getting fed D's <laughs> all, week, all week long. He has. And I was I wasn't on the member side on Friday night, so I didn't get to I didn't get to see you have your little um yet yet a very brief. I did listen to it after the fact though, um after it was brought to my attention with a timestamp. But um <laughs> you did you did you did have a uh, you did have a little bit a little oh, bit look, of a mate, fight I, back I on, did on the, the best. Episode, look, but... I did the best I could. As a little Aussie battler, just trying to to make my way through the tidal wave of tidal wave of um, horrendous abuse and bullying um, that I was subjected to by um, a guy that you know is flies exclusively private as part of the Hollywood elite um, takes it upon himself to um, to make me you know his target. But when you talk about being like little, when you, when you say things like little Aussie battler and stuff, I I mean I I think of like um I'm just a the castle. You know the, the the castle, but like you're you know not Gina Reinhardt. I don't like, know Gina Reinhardt. I mean you you know I mean, you and Gina in the in the MI like fucking this scissoring. you know like the the, the yeah the scissoring <laughs> in the MI. It's like the scissoring the scissoring version of like it's, the, it's the Carl Weathers scissor. Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. manly handshake meme. No, no but, we should <laughs> we should we should just we shouldn't make fun of Glennie. The industry he's in, or his feelings, or his opinions. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm just saying he's not a battler. Where's Jay and what have you done with him? Not a battler. Doesn't sound like you. And, and this is probably a good time. Um, Glennie, if you just want to explain to all the listeners. I paid all your bills, cunt. Like, well, he's battling, he's battling against the fucking, he's, he's battling against the, the health of planet bitch, Earth. Bitch, you're having to I take mean, my money? <laughs> don't you no. fucking tell me about the industry I'm in? If, if, you, if you just want to explain to all the listeners now why... Why you think they should vote no to the voice to parliament, um, and and your reasons for doing so? <clears throat> I feel like that's for a, another podcast and another time and another place. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for giving me the opportunity. Uh, this week, this week in this week in the MI, <laughs> starring starring Big D's and Pauline Hanson. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Look, it's just, it's so good. It's not only, it's great for, you know. Big D's the, and big P's. Fuck. It's great for the, for guys that are, you know, such illustrious and, and, and monumental uh, successes in their in their field, um, such as Hayward Island, um, to, to, to maybe take time out of their schedule to, to focus their attention on, on me, on just a, you know. Just a, a guy from the western suburbs of Sydney that's made his way to a, a fucking country hick town to try and feed his family. Um, it's it's quite flattering, actually. Um, it's also great because it also opens the door um, for some 
some others to 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 try and pile on, and and it gives meaning to their their otherwise meaningless existences. Um, so it's I'm basically Jesus. I'm just making people feel better about themselves, and it's what I do. Um, so if it's on the touch Jesus, field, what you say? You're empowering empowering people in positions of power to molest children. Is that what you're doing? Well, long term, that it's probably going to take me two thousand years. But... <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Look, look. Enough, enough I, about. I you think you and the Hollywood elite may have just found some common ground. <laughs> I've got no doubt. What a mediation session this is! <laughs> it's been so good. Release the flight logs. I say. Um, <laughs> to Hayward yeah, enough, Island. Any, anyway, enough, it's enough, enough about. Enough about you getting fed and and you know and your, your various failings, Glenny. <laughs> and let's move on to something entirely different. The C grade touch roundup of the weekend. <laughs> more failings, <laughs> more failings, and more getting fed. Uh, look, we had a, uh, a narrow five three loss on the weekend. Wasn't that meant to be a team you were supposed to smash though? No, they're a, they're a good team. Do you okay. play? What, aren't they the ones coming last? Isn't there only four teams in the comp, say? I was led to believe there were more, but, you know, that could I mean, Jay I was mean, doing that part of the commentary. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I mean, I'm only just going off what Jay was saying last week. I didn't see anything. So, anyway, so you, you went down 5-3. Three yeah, tries look, to you, though. We had, five, we had five players out. Um, I played, I was pretty proud of myself. Played some bigger minutes than what I, I'm, I'm used to, so took some more steps in my... In my journey to uh, making sure that my fitness gets more up to speed, also had a fair run tonight against the uh, under-17s basketball team, just saying. Um, But wasn't to be. Had one pretty regrettable moment where I made a touch and uh, they split to my my wing and uh, I wasn't quick enough to get back on side and make the touch and they scored right at my feet, which is a bit of a rookie error. So hang on, who are you? Lions? Yes. Sorry, keep talking. And um Stepdad's on the ladder predictor Isn't he what? Isn't he what? Um so yeah, that that was a little bit embarrassing, but pretty uh pretty solid effort from the lads, given that we had five pretty key players out, but we uh we stood up. Thought it was um solid effort. Oh, Glennie, you need a as a fucking major sponsor of the club, you need to redesign those fucking polo shirts. They are fucking dreadful. Uh, yeah, we're not on those. Why? Don't you care enough about the club? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we sponsor Dude. multiple teams through the, throughout the club, um, but we didn't, we didn't sponsor the 50th anniversary polo. That's the 50th yeah. anniversary polo? I think fucking that's when you're talking about it. I don't know. Yeah. One, anyway. one that looks like a mentally it's challenged an audio. person <laughs> shit all over it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't it's find your probably draw. you if it's blue shit, because you're fucking blue tonight. Where, I, don't know I can't find your draw, Glenny. I found it so easily last week. You did. I was very impressed. Anyway. Anyway. So, That's all that, that... so you lost to the team coming last? Yes. Okay. Yes, in a nutshell. Well, that is regrettable. Look, like I said, key players out uh, for various reasons. Solid effort. Little Aussie battlers just just out there having a go. All right. All right. So better luck next week. Who are you playing this week? Fucked if I know. 
Okay, it's good to see you engaged anyway. And with, with an eye on the oh, future. Mate, it's only, and, only you know, get yourself mentally look, ready. Oh, here we are. We're back. Recovery, We're back. We got it. We're on. Okay. We're on. So hang on. So Saturday the 29th, um, you've got the Saints. Fuck. Why is they're that wrong. bad? Yeah, they're, they're a good team. Okay, so let's have a look at the ladder. Uh, the Saints are coming second last. Yes. Yeah, they're a great okay. team then. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So, fuck, if you got done by the team coming last... I think I'm no, the second no, last guy probably put a... We, we beat that team previously with, with a full squad and uh, came very close against Saints. So, really, so you've, you've dropped down to third, Glenny. You've dropped to third. Out of how many teams? Five. There you go. So, um, half of your team's in the top half and half of your team's <laughs> in the bottom half. So uh, we'll uh, we'll be we'll be fine. I think we'll okay. uh, right the ship this week and get another W. Nice, well done. How are finals going to work in this competition? Oh fuck, I know. Top Everyone two. goes through except for the last team. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all right then. I mean, you know, you're still in, you're still in the hunt, then, Glenny. I yes. mean, you'd have to confirm that. Maybe the top two just go through and they just play each other like you know for four weeks in a row. No, and they I call, don't, and they don't call the last time the grand final. But um, I'll tell you what, yeah. it's so funny. The in both the boys' basketball tournaments, they they made their fin- respective finals last season, mm-hmm. and now that's all they care about. Every weekend, they want to look at the ladder because they don't want to miss the finals. <laughs> and it like they've, they've got no idea about how ladders work and how many points and this, and they, they're just freaked out that if they look, are they actually playing for points? Yeah, at that age, yeah, fucking okay, cool. they are. Um, oh, un- under 11s and under 13s. Oh, yeah, okay. So, um, and it, like it's it's fully sanctioned. Like they've got, as most kids sports do these days, you know, careers with Basketball Queensland and, um, you know, total points and fouls and all of that shit. But no, all they care about is making the finals. And it stresses them out no end because they have no idea how a ladder works and what it actually means or <laughs> any of this shit. So. I mean, they, they would be, they would surely be aware that if they're... Up- the top end of the ladder there. They're on track. So, so the, <laughs> looking good. My 13s team is undefeated this season. Okay. And one of them asked me tonight, if we lose a game, can we still make the finals? And yeah. I'm like, like, yes, you could lose every game before the finals <laughs> and still make the finals. Like, it's, yeah. We're, we're, yeah. They're, they're, uh, they're not rocket scientists. That's not things that, that yeah. That's that's not particularly things that the, the little kids should be worrying about, no. <laughs> particularly in an undefeated team. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, all right. Business Do you have anything else to add? Yeah, business at hand. Uh, we're doing we're doing Monday night for the first time in fucking ages. So we you, you're actually going to get two shows this week. There you go. Glad he pulls a pit on Wednesday. <laughs> Who knows? Why do I always get blamed? It's, it's probably oh, a reasonably often, fair spread often, of often, one of us like pulling the pin. I feel like it's. I feel like you. You actually. Like, I suppose stepped out. It's. It's usually work though. Like between the two of you, it's usually like work mm. that, that kills Monday, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Generally speaking, generally speaking, not every time, but yeah, generally, yeah, yeah. Um, in any case. You got a Monday this time, which means a quicker episode, and especially because with the lack of glorious fucking details about the the C grade touch this week, there's uh you know that's I mean I, I, I in mentally I'm banking fifteen minutes of content every fucking episode with that shit, <laughs> but um you let me down let me down a third of it this oh, week, but, but that's okay. Here's the here's the Facebook page. Oh, fuck. 
what I may do is post a link to that in the Twill Nation Facebook. In what? In our the Facebook. Twilba touch. So that <laughs> it, can you not? Can so you that, please not? So that it... Please yeah, cause, don't. Because if I don't post a link, no one can find it. <laughs> yeah, you've said it. You've said it now. The genie's out of that fucking bottle. That's cool. Right, it's getting deleted. Thank you very much. Um, oh, I'll, just, I'll tell you well, one thing before we get into the games. Um, I was, went down to Coles late on uh, Saturday afternoon, I think it was. Yes, and, yes, um, yes. Walking out of the car, walking back to the car outside the Coles, and a dude comes up to me. He's like, "Yeah, hey, you're Nate from This Week in League." Aren't you? And I was like, "Yeah," and then introduced himself again, and I, and I realised, you know, being where we were, I um, had an idea who it was, and it's a long term, a, a very OG listener. In uh, in Matt, who lives you know in in the same neighbourhood where I live, and uh, the the story about well, the one thing, a couple of things from the conversation we had, but um, still around after all these years, over a decade, um, happy to see the big D's back, and he was dropping some big D's references and stuff like that too. So so he wasn't he wasn't fudging it like he wasn't like he just listened two years ago and realised Glenny was back. He was he was dropping some big D's and um. And the, the the story with the story with that guy and Glenny, you 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 probably remember. I mean, this is well before Stepdad's days, but back in 2011, um, when uh, Manly were playing the Warriors in the grand final, uh, me and Glenny were down there, and this is before the days of meetups and stuff like that. So we sort of just we were down there at the stadium at the grand final, and we sort of said before the game or whatever, you know, we're in Bay whatever, and you know the 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 bar behind that bay at, at the stadium will you know will be there for you know, 15 minutes or whatever, you know, if anyone wants to have a beer or, you know, catch up or whatever. And, um, and this guy, this guy, Matt, he, he came up to us then and he's like, oh, you know, how, how you going? You know, lo- you know, love the show, blah, blah, blah. You know, so we, you know, shooting the shit with him. Where, where'd you, where'd you come from? And he goes, oh, I, yeah, I came, flew down from Queensland. And I yeah, oh yeah, where, where are you from? Yeah, Mango Hill. All right, <laughs> whereabouts? And it says he's just around the corner from me. But um, all that way to, to, um, to catch up at the first sort of meetup. And I mean, that was, of course, the meetup where we unearthed Grover and... <laughs> And, and, and so much, and so much other content has ensued over the following twelve years. But um, yeah, it was good to catch up with him. Um, good to see he's still on board, and uh, it's it's good, always good to hear from people who aren't like um, you know, there's so many, there's so many listeners who just listen to the show, and we have no idea, you know, really that they're out there. They're not you know active on the socials or anything, and so it's um, yeah, it's always good to to um, hear from those guys as well. I will now, say I do remember yep. vividly that that guy is the only Dragons fan in existence with any redeeming qualities whatsoever. Well, there you go. And like, and and look, you, you know, he's listening to the show all these years. That's fucking high praise. <laughs> that's, that's that's. I mean, that that goes somewhere beyond high praise. I mean, that's like. <laughs> yeah, and that's like unprecedented it's territory. A, it's a really low like. bar. You only have to have one redeeming quality to fucking win to get a prize. Yeah, but I mean, like to be to be the first to be the first Dragons fan with a, a positive word spoken about them. I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, how many redeeming qualities they have. So uh, look, you know, you've, you've you've pretty much become the the, the greatest uh, living Dragons fan at this point. Because um, fuck, even the even the dead players, you know, don't get a pass from Glenny now. Um, we move on to round 21 and uh, it's just completed and we start on Thursday with what was in every sense of the word a true Spoonapalooza, a, a, an epic hyperbole. It certainly lived up to the name and more. 
with the uh, Dragons 18 defeating the West Tigers 14 at Wynn Stadium. The Dragons 18 tries to uh, Sloan, Lomax, and Ravalawa. Lomax three conversions. The Tigers uh, had a double to Junior Tupo, uh, a try to Appy, and one conversion successful from Wakeham. Now, Glenn, my view on this game is that the West Tigers probably should have won this game about 32 to 18. <laughs> they created so many opportunities <laughs> that they couldn't execute. And Rawalawa, some of his fucking decision-making mm. about coming in yeah. was the, some, of, some of the dumbest shit I have ever seen in my life. And the fact that the, the I mean, you did take advantage of it once or twice. But then you match but, that. Holy with fuck. His, his brain snaps were were at the end of the game being made by a brain in a body with one leg. He <laughs> was fucked. Yeah, and then to actually barge through okay, yeah. over a couple of guys to get that yeah. try um, one leg. Was, was quite extraordinary. Yeah. It feels weird for me to say. I, I don't know that the Tigers were really ever, certainly never in control of the game, never really in the game or out of it. They were just... They were just there. They did a couple of good things and backed that up with some really shit things. It was, it was, you know, as frustrating to watch as, as most Tigers games of them was. For the Dragons, um, all jokes aside, I thought Lomax had plenty of class touches and it's, it's going to be interesting to see how he fits into Flanagan's system and plan. Um, yep. But he's, he's a legitimate strike weapon for him. Um, and obviously Hunt looks like he's regaining interest, albeit he's been forced into it. But, um, you know, for how long, whether they, they force him to see out the duration of his contract. And if that's going to be his attitude um, and that's how he plays, I, I think it's probably the best the Dragons can hope for. He, he wasn't horrible. He that was, chat's kind was, of, the, the, all, yeah. all that chat, though, has kind of died right off, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So I I think he he might just put his head down and, and, and see it out. He's, he's tried to, yeah. um, you know, make rumblings to get a release and it's been knocked on the head. And to his credit, as a professional, he's, he's gone back about his work. He had a couple of yeah. weeks there where he's a little, little bit off the I, pace. I, I, thought, I think he'll move in the either... In the off-season? Well, either once finals are done, or sorry, once the regular mm. season's done. Yeah. Or or in the off-season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I probably tend to agree with you, but it d- depends how hard Flanagan, you know, keeps... You know, you know how hard a hand he wants to play. Um, I, I feel like him and Lomax have, you know, with with Lomax, you know, aerial ability, not to mention his footwork with Hunt's passing game, and they're a handy combination, and and, and certainly were more than enough to to handle the the Tigers. Um, I think Amon and and Sloan had their moments. Sloan had a couple of brain snap moments too, which didn't help his cause. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, they've certainly, you know, I I think. The Dragons will be, as much as it pains me to admit it, they will be a lot better under Flanagan. I think they'll defend better. They'll probably play with a bit more grit and, and structure and and system, um, which probably suits guys like Lomax um, yeah. and certainly Hunt. So, um, yeah, I don't if they if they hang around, I think you know. Again, I I I, I don't want to see any Dragons fan smile. Um, but I think they'll um, they'll be a reasonable side in the years to come. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Okay, next Their one. Their fans up. will still be cunts, though. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. Um, the Warriors twenty-one defeated the Canberra Raiders twenty in the pub slot. Um, the Warriors twenty-one tries to Nukore DWZ and 
Charles Nickel Clock start. Two conversions to Sean Johnson, two penalty goals to Sean Johnson and the field goal. Raiders 20, tries to Hudson Young, Rapiner, Whitehead and Whiten. Uh, two conversions to ulterior eyes. The, the renaissance for Sean Johnson continues. I think he, he had, again, some great moments, not not to mention the field goal, but um, just whatever the fuck Webster has, has done with him and how he's got into his head. We say it, you know, we've said it plenty of times this season already and I don't see it stopping before the season's out. Um, the Warriors are, are on a run and, and definitely... I think are probably the the feel good team heading into the finals. Yep. Yeah, they they, kind of, they look like they were going to put a score on at a point there. I mean, it's just the final scoreline obviously <coughs> you know, was was a very close game and you know mm-hmm. went into extra time. But those two, you know, it was it was twenty points to ten with no time. Mm. Like I mean, they scored those two tries in a fucking minute in, and a half. Yeah. In two minutes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so. It, <laughs> I mean, so it was, it was a bit. I guess it was a bit, uh, a bit worrying the way that the Warriors sort of dropped off at the end there, and especially the the way that they gave up that that, that break down the left hand side, down their right hand side for that try that took yeah. it into extra time. Yeah. I mean, that was a lot of fucking space out there on that side. Of, I mean, they were extremely compressed there, and it was an easily you know, easy try. But but you know their response though, like that's the so I guess a set of seven, I guess. But that that set that they had to ultimately get the field goal to win was one of the best golden point sets that I've ever it seen. It was textbook, hey? Yeah. Like straight, it was textbook straight down the guts. They got it to about 20, 20 meters out from the, from the posts. And then they, they, they got far enough forward that they could sling it back to almost the 40 and give Johnson like tons of time to, yeah. you know, to take out any consideration of the offside players scrambling to, to get yep. in, in the road, any particularly quick players that would go and run interference on him. And yeah, and they and despite that, they did get close. But um, yeah, nailed it. And uh, yeah. once again, Sean Johnson, for about the fourth or fifth time that I can remember, has killed the Raiders in mm. heartbreaking it. fashion That's at the it. end of a game. It, yeah. it was an interesting one. The the Raiders had rued this one almost as one that got away, and and I know they left their run very late. Yeah, I mean, and they but... did. They, they were kicking for. The yeah, you know, kicking for the win in regulation as well. But, yeah, you know, that's it. Out wide, but yeah. Um, on on all of the stats, you you would look at this and you, if I showed you the stats and said who won, you would have gone, oh the the Ra- the Raiders in a close one, you know the. Yeah. Um, however, the the Warriors just have this ability this season to to take advantage when it's presented to them. Um, but to your point, Nate, uh, the, there are worrying times, and it happened to them last week. There was that period sort of just after half time where they came out of the sheds and it took them far longer to get back into the game than it should have. Mm. So they've got these little dips in concentration and effort that they really need to adjust before the business end of the season. But apart from that, that's, yeah, yeah. Um, their, their season continues. It's fucking great to see. The next one, the uh, Broncos, 36 to feed the Rabdos, 20 at uh, Sunshine Coast Stadium. And uh, the Broncos, 36, came through a double to Katoni Staggs. Uh, Reynolds, Cobbo, Walsh, uh, Willison with tries, six from six for Reynolds. The Rabbits, uh, Johnston, Campbell Graham, and Isaiah Tass with tries. Uh, Taffy, three conversions from as many attempts and one penalty goal. And uh, it is my understanding that he is signed with the doggies now. Is Taff, 
for yeah for two years Ooh. I think. So um, good sign. It's pretty. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a good sign. I mean, what is is he is he like a contingency plan for when Crichton sucks at fullback or and they move him to the centres or you know like. Uh. But yeah. Um. Anyway, you can go first, Glenny. I think the you know, Latrell Latrell Mitchell would have made a massive difference to this game. Um, would he though? Yeah, I I, I think because like rabbits were the rabbits were on top and looking great. Yeah, but once the fucking gauntlet got thrown down to them, they just I think they've got a massive crisis. Which is exactly the, 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 the point where uh, you know Mitchell you know has a tendency to grab a game by the scruff of the neck and wrestle it back um, with with something brilliant out of nothing. Can, can um, I put it to you though? Has he done that this season? We all know he's capable of it, and I know, and there's been injuries and mm. all, all these things this year. But at any stage this season, because I've been waiting for it as well, those times that he's been on the field, I've been waiting for him to stand up and just remind everyone who he is and what he can do, and I haven't seen it. At all? At all. I, mm. I haven't seen him do exactly what you're saying. There would be those times in games where he would just flick a switch and be like, awesome. And it's one moment. It's like everyone's, well, Mitchell's nowhere, he's gone missing, and then bam. Yeah, that's it. It's I'm Probably when probably when they beat Panthers earlier in the year. Mm. Even then, I, I don't that's feel... The, that's the was... last time I feel like, that's the last time I reckon Souths were like that too. South, South as a whole, yes. But again, I don't, he wasn't, I don't remember him. Was he even playing then? I don't know. Did he play in that I game? I can't remember. Yeah. I'm not sure. I feel, I feel like he did, but yeah. Um, in contrast, though, I think the Broncos played their absolute peak form for 15 yeah. minutes and South had no answer. No. They, they yep, turned no. it on. And and if they can do that, it's it's a stretch to say can they do it for 80. But if they do it for big stretches of games, I don't think any team other than Penrith can go with them. Broncos cracked the code for um, getting tries disallowed as well. If you do something spectacular like a somersault, or a backflip after you score the try, they don't check it for obstruction and disallow it. <laughs> because it fucking 100% was. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it. Anything else you want to say on this one? No, not for me. I can't. No, I just, oh, I just gonna, think I'll get to about Marty, Marty Tapao, the fucking dumb oh. cunt that he is. I was told that he was actually cautioned to to look at his running style through the week. And I don't remember him being a, like for me, Nelson Asafa Solomona is a much bigger fucking merchant of that sort of shit in the yes, game currently. He is. But um and but then Marty comes out and if he was fucking warned about it through the week <clears throat> to then come out and do the biggest example of his entire career of it in, in a single motion <laughs> in that game to the point where he's, you know, now gonna be suspended for a couple of weeks. Um Fucking idiot! Yes. I just um, feel, and and I know priors and and all the rest of it play a part, but if if RCGs was four, yeah. that's six minimum. Yeah, but the thing is, he doesn't have the prize. He doesn't have the prize. No, I, you know, I get it, but it's or, just like, the intent of it, the the, <laughs> the potential for yeah. for serious injury. I mean, fuck. It was just the absolute. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but 
the the negligence, the the lack of forethought, um, the, yeah. the, the unnes- the, the completely unnecessary. At the same time, what yeah. what yeah. are you hoping to gain other than physically harm someone out of doing that? It's not like you're one on one with the fullback and you've broken all out of the pack somehow, and and you you. It's you know, a regulation you've got, hit up against it was, the centre. It, fu- it was like a regulation hit up off like a fucking kickoff. Yeah. Like it was right down his own end. Like there's absolutely yeah. I mean the it, the dumbest the, the one of the dumbest things I've seen. The only thing I saw dumber during this game was his missus fucking tweeting that it was bullshit that he got that he got punished for. Oh it. my fucking god! <laughs> That's like fucking like oh my god. Um, just dumb, fucking dumb, and like you know, Broncos fans, you know, they've kind of been waiting for the other foot to drop onto power all season, because I warned him, and I mean, he, he cost him that one game where he he knocked a guy out or need a guy in the head towards the end of the game, uh, it cost him a penalty, um, but he hasn't been the full you know, offload merchant dropping the ball merchant that he you know that 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 I know, um, but now now he's got a couple of weeks off, and you live by the power, you die by the power. And uh, the thing is, the Broncos have got players like um, Willison that have better fucking options than him anyway. Mm. So, you know, it actually improves their side. Yeah, so um, the net result for them is probably an improvement. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, the, what, I was going to like, my, my concern here about the Broncos um, is that they're starting to give a little bit of that 2005 West Tigers vibe where, and as we all know, that was the worst side to ever win a premiership in the history of rugby league. Oh, so, <laughs> but if you look at, and the Broncos have put some fucking scores. Stop up. it. I'm already dead. I've had a week's worth of fucking Hollywood elite adrenochroming. But it's that, that whole thing of, well, hang on. D- defense is optional for us. We, we're going to outscore you. We will just score more points than you. Fuck how many tries you score. And if you look over it, they, you know, they lost to the Titans. Um, it was 24-16 against the Dolphins. That's not terrible. 24-44 against the Dogs. Um, they, they leaked 20 points here against Souths. They leaked 20 points against Newcastle. You know, 22 against the Warriors. The, there are holes in the Brisbane defence. Yeah, and they're winning yeah, sure. games at the moment just based on outrunning teams and and just blitzing them in short periods. And I'm not sure that style of football is going to cut it come up business <laughs> end. Yeah. You know, you, you get you get those teams, the the Craig Bellamy storms after their fucking children escape from wherever he's put them this weekend. Um, <laughs> Penrith obviously that that at the business end of the season take their already good defense to the next level. And if you've still got holes in yours, you're going to have a problem come finals time. Yeah. Different game then. I guess we'll find out though. I don't think they're going to fade out like they did last year. Anyway. They're not going to fade out offensively at all. No. no. The Roosters 36 defeated the Titans 18. The Roosters 36 uh, tries to swallow the Butcher, Tedesco, Collins, Nat Butcher, and Fletcher Baker. Uh, five conversions and a penalty goal to Swali. Uh, 18 points to the Titans. Brian Kelly, Chris Randall, Aaron Clark tries. Jaden Campbell, three conversions for as many attempts. I thought this was pretty dominant from the Roosters. Um, score probably doesn't reflect that entirely, but um, Cheese probably had one of his best games 
yeah, for the Roosters. Good, hey. Teddy, Teddy was was good. Um, I think the Roosters can get to that level periodically for a game here and a game there. I, I don't know a that they've got enough enough of those in them to make the eight and certainly do any damage. Uh, but there's some if, really if dire fucking defence from yeah. Like just the the, the first up defence from the Titans because and and the thing with the Roosters one when they when they got the line break, they were there in numbers backing up mm. to make sure that you know they got a line break they converted that into a try yeah, which is it. which is a good sign <laughs> yeah you know that they 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 were on but I, my concern is can they do it for another month to yep. to to turn things around but. Um, I think it proves the Titans are not at that level. Even you know, a side like the Roosters can can get there, as I said, for a period of time. But the Titans can't compete if the team that they're, they're playing has the ability to get to that level and and gets there on the day. I think the Titans have still got a ways to go. But I've, I said said it last week. I still feel like they have plenty of pieces to be that team. It's not there yet. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. And although this, this is realistically just with on paper, you look at both of those teams and how they match up. This is absolutely a game the Roosters should have won. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, so I'm I'm not sure we should all be overawed by the Roosters going out there and just doing exactly what they should be doing anyway. Yeah, but it was just when they when they when they haven't been doing it for the vast majority of the season, you know, it's, the, just, it's just a. And this has been a thing with the Roosters all year, though. They'll they'll put in what's considered a fantastic performance, but really, look who it's against, and then they go out the next couple of weeks and face teams that are in the top eight and fall apart. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not convinced I, they've turned a corner. No, but the way I feel like the way they went about this one about this game and the way that they finished their chances and, and it just seemed like the just the just the, the structure they played with and maybe a lot of it was actually selecting players in their positions and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, but it just felt like they, they were more themselves than they've been for a very, very, very long time. But, you know, we, we will see how it goes. Just, I mean, they're going to have to win some games to get into the finals. So. T- talking about that, their their run home is Broncos, Manly. L, L again. Dolphins, which is winnable. That's winnable. Um, Parramatta, which is winnable. That's, that's winnable, yeah. Um, the Tigers, which is an automatic. This motherfucker. Uh, the Rabbits. <laughs> Look, I'd say winnable out. this weekend, winnable. Like, you know, their performance versus the Rabbits is definitely winnable. Mm. I, still, I still don't know if that's enough, though. The ones we said they won there, like that's three or four wins. That's right on the borderline, probably not enough. I, and with again, they're caught up. I've got them finishing... I got them finishing fourteenth, um, on twenty four points, and then so above. So that's what? Well, that's like what, what? One more win. So above, above them, the but above them's the Titans, which they would still lose on four and against. Yeah, and then they're still the next team above them. I've got finishing is the Knights in twelfth on twenty seven points. So one one loss you know, by each team turns that around, but that moves yeah. them into 12th, not not yeah, anywhere yeah. near the eight. Yeah. So I think they have left it far too late. We'll see, yep. Um, the Knights 26 to feed the Storm 18. 
uh, in Newcastle again, as every fucking game is for them. Um, the Knights, 26 tries to Young, Best, Marzu, Fitzgibbon and Croker. Two conversions to Ponga, one penalty goal. Storm, 18 tries to Meany, Loyero and Olam, with Meany three from three. And also an honourable mention to a fucking headshot from the Newcastle Digis team. Oh, they, they, they brought up the Christian Welsh thing, did they? Well, they've reposted a still from the Christian Welsh thing and uh, and captioned it, like put the subtitle down the bottom, how did we lose to the Knights? <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, look, that that and, was that was a different, the context-wise, though, that was, a, that was a different thing. I mean, he was saying, like, Panthers had all their players yeah. out from Origin. However, and the Knights were one of the teams he, that went through unscathed from Origin. He, uh, he took his fucking medicine. Yeah. He's taken his fucking medicine. He's been on the socials going, yep, fucking too good. That's, I think he said, you know, I'm, I'm zero from two from that press conference. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that's, that's, that's the, I mean, you live, live, if, I mean, like he's, he's one of the players that does, you know, put himself out there quite a bit on the socials. So, you know, he's got and, to take it. So that's no, good. And, you know, he, he took his medicine and no one was out there threatening his wife and kids. Yeah. You exactly. know, so that, that's how exactly. banter should be. Listen, he's he is a he is a I wouldn't say it goes so far as beloved, but I mean he is a universally liked kind of guy. Hundred percent, I, I feel yeah, yeah. Hard, hard to disagree. Um, but yeah, look, you know, shit house goal kicking from from Ponga stopped this from being you know even even worse scoreline for the Storm. And the first what fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, they looked like they were going to fucking blast them. That meanie I mean, try, yeah, that was that was like a fucking under eights when the fastest kid on the field gets the ball. <laughs> Yeah. and just yeah. goes straight through everybody. <laughs> and they scored. Yeah, and and they and they scored them so easily and so quickly that um, yeah, it looked like it was you know, they were going to throw a score on. But man, like get a bit of simbin time, and the Knights with one of the best usages I think of yeah. a fucking man advantage that I've seen. Like, because how many times have you seen it? You know, in the last you know two three years where someone gets into the bin and the other team might get a try or they'll yep. hold them out or whatever, and it That's wasn't it. the thing that used to be. This one, yeah. They, yeah, this one, they absolutely turned the game on it. And ultimately, it's probably the difference in the game too because they went from looking looking like they were going to get blown apart to you know, taking a lead into half time, and then going bang again, I think, on the other half of, uh, of, the, of the break as well um, to take full advantage of it. So um, this is a you know, it's costly game for the Storm who have, you know, looking to cement, you know, uh, top four. Huge you know, step positioning. backwards for me. I, I said <clears throat> last week that they've been building nicely and, and, and tapering um, for a finals charge. This is this is a massive step backwards for me, yeah. for, the, for the Storm, sorry. Um, I thought Newcastle were pretty tenacious and, and took the fight to Melbourne and, and, and picked some key moments to to ram home the advantage. And, and I don't know that the Storm wanted the fight as much as Newcastle did. And that, yeah. that's the thing. Look, looking at this, like Melbourne, 45 missed tackles. Yeah. 45 um, fucking... Unbelievable. The, the positive there is that you you know it's not a skill issue. You know, Bell, Bellamy's not there thinking, fuck, I've got this, these guys that don't know how to make decisions or I've got these guys that get the fucking dropsies after playing for 20 minutes. It's 100% an attitude thing. Yeah, yeah. And that, you would suggest, is while it's you know not, not at all an easy fix but it is an easier in-season fix than a skill deficiency. Yeah, yeah. And look, they're going to turn around. They're going to turn around and uh, and right the ship this week because uh, like I, it's, it, this, is one, this is one of those few games in the season where you go, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, like they were 
so far on top of this game and the way they fucking let go and then couldn't find then they remember they scored that try to get um after after half time to yep. get back to like 24 18 or something yep. plenty of time left in you know there's still 30 minutes left or something at that point and you're like oh here they go they come back and there's fucking nothing although cast your mind back to last season <clears throat> and do you, remember, do you remember that stretch last season where melbourne were, were dropping games that that they would have almost concreted in as wins mm. yeah previously yeah. and they and there was there were six or six games or so where they looked terrible and yep. that was a demise of Melbourne and they're gonna fucking they're, they're gone they can't they, the dynasty's done Bell, Bellamy's lost the sheds all, all of the shit yep. and then all of a sudden it took a fucking upset from a depleted Penrith to knock them out of the finals they turned yep. they turned it around when they needed to yeah so if there's one I'd side, still back them to do that yeah but well, this this is not a great performance. We, we we know that Melbourne has gears. Yeah. And we know that week one of the finals, Melbourne, is not even necessarily what you see last week of the, the regular season, Melbourne. Mm. Time yep. and time and time again, fuck yeah, business end. Let, let's all put our suits on and and be professionals. Yep. You're right. It's not a fucking great look to, to drop a game like this, but I sort of feel that the, I feel the reverse of them of what I do for the Roosters. Yeah. The, the yeah. Roosters win doesn't, doesn't instill me with any sort of confidence, and this this loss doesn't really worry me long term about Melbourne. Mm. Yeah. Okay, the next one. What do we got? The Cowboys twenty four defeat the Eels sixteen up there at the abattoir. The Cowboys their tries a double to Valame, uh, tries to Hiku and Drinkwater. Holmes three conversions, one penalty goal. The Eels tries to Sean Russell and double to Mitch Moses and two conversions to Moses. Feel like this one was this this entire game was a tale of, of two teams. One, which much like I said about Melbourne last week, are tapering nicely towards their best footy in preparation for what is probably a likely finals campaign at this stage. Um, and then you had Para who liked to play for about ten to fifteen minutes a night and and pack it in. Um, just Para, they, they again they made it close at the end, um, but the Cowboys were. Incomplete control for for the vast majority of the, this game, and certainly when it was a contest, they um, they had all the answers. Thought Drinkwater was um, was excellent. Townsend was excellent. Um, Dearden had his moments. Taumalolo off the bench as well. Yep. Um, interesting to see how you know the rest of his season um, pans out and how that usage you know whether they use him off the bench continually or what the plan is. Um, thoughts on the Val Holmes tackle on Mitch Moses? Well, nothing came of it, right? Mm. But like the, on, on field, it did. Yeah, but like, I, but forceful contact with the head when the first contact the, the contact with the head is caused by the whiplash of the yeah. actual tackle, and that, the head goes exact, forward and hits the shoulder. I mean, yeah, that's exactly that's what you said is exactly is exactly what happened. Yeah. It shouldn't mm. be. And like it was, it was you know smart gamesmanship and everything from. Moses to yeah because he what he had the review and yeah to the, Call, yeah, that ultimately got a ping and gone yeah. yeah yeah but um yeah it's, and and ultimately nothing I'm pretty sure Val got skated didn't he get no but I, I still feel is that is that in the in the true context of the rule like yes we have to protect no. our players but what if that happens in a what if that happens in a finals game in a critical moment they lose a key player what's the difference there Glenn. And again, I, I don't, I don't really have a dog in this fight, but 
It shouldn't be the, the tackler's whole- responsibility to make sure that the player they're tackling has done their shrugs at training but through it, the week. It, it, it's the onus. It's the onus of the tackler to make sure that they get their body low enough to avoid contact with the head. You know who I blame? Right? Mr. and Mrs. Moses, who should have ensured that their child had a spine. Yep. And therefore, it would have held his head up with enough, enough fortitude for it not to flop forward every time there's minimal contact. Mate, maybe, Probably help him standing up in big games too. Maybe Ooh, if, good maybe point, if Mitchell's Maybe if Mitchell's dad um, had fucked the giraffe that DCE's dad had, then it would have whiplashed forward and hit Val in the back. But... Uh, Instead, like fucking Mr. he was busy like Mr. fucking Fantastic jellyfish. And fucking wrapped around his neck and choked him to death. <laughs> but what I'm saying, if if he had like you know dropped in the tackle a little bit, the the reason for the shul- the head hitting the shoulder, I guess, shouldn't come into it. If your shoulder is at head height or where it can contact reasonably contact the head. But that, the head contacted the shoulder, which is a different thing yeah. to forceful contact he, between, no, but if from he had the shoulder lowered, to the head. If he had lowered his body position to the point where it could not reasonably be expected to contact the head, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, I think you had too many fucking issues. I, I, that's, that's, well, that's all, that's all that I can come up with to make it make you, sense. You press your face into my yeah. elbow and I'll jam your, my elbow into your yeah, face look, the, and see all the, the, the all you need to, All you need to know... Well, yeah, it depends true. which arm I use, can't <laughs> All you need, all you need to know, though, to 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 make it make it make sense, is that the match review committee saw it for what it was, and to me, it seems to be a bunker fucking issue. And I've got massive fucking problems with the bunker as well coming up in a future game this weekend. Um, where they, I mean, they're, they're almost the borderline fucking don't, match fixing. Don't be fucking game. Ricky Stewart, please. Also. Oh. Let- can I can I maintain that fucking though, cunt's got nothing on what I've got coming. <laughs> that mentality though, that mentality though, is the equivalent of the referees coming out on a Tuesday, a Monday or a Tuesday, and saying mm-hmm. we got it wrong, we're sorry. Yeah. But what if it happens in in a massive game, in a game giving a team that a team misses out an opportunity to play in a grand final? Let me put your mind at rest. You oh, will as never you have always to, do. You will never have to worry about that. I didn't say my team. I didn't say my so team. You'll be okay. As a fan of rugby league. <laughs> because because Lord knows, Glennie, you like other teams so much that you wouldn't be laughing at them if it fucking happened to them, right? I mean, I you're not as bad as I am. of the people. You're not as bad as I am, but I mean, you're not a fucking saint either. <laughs> I'm just a man. I'm beloved. How dare you? No, no, I'm, yeah, you, know, you are, you are beloved. But let me tell you, oh, if it was a, if it was the fucking Cowboys that happened to, you'd be fucking, the, you'd be laughing your tits off. The, if it happened to the Dragons, the dragons. I'm beloved by There's everyone so t- that is not your personality type. If it happened, to, if it happened to, if it happened to Manly, if it happened to Penrith, if it happened to pretty much every team except for the West Tigers, feel, I would feel, and maybe the Dolphins. You. Nah, you've got me wrong. You would be laughing you've your got fucking me all off. wrong, mate. <laughs> right. The uh, Panthers 44 defeat the Bulldogs 18. Uh, out in Penrith, the Panthers, their try is a double to Peachy. The Peach God returns and look at him deliver. Uh, Tyo with a double. Uh, Yo, Crichton, Sorensen and Garner with tries. Cleary, six conversions. The um, Dogs 18 tries to Alamotti, Avrillo and Skelton. Three conversions from three attempts to Birdo. And this was a lost opportunity to uh, potentially... 
get Seraldo sacked. <laughs> because <laughs> fuck me. The way this score was piling up in the race against the clock for the first, you know, what, 30 minutes of the game? Mm. Squandered. I saw someone calling for an 80 burger. I was like, Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> it was, was like on 24. Track. It was, yeah, it was, they were ahead of the clock at 20 minutes, yeah. Um, so, it was, yeah, that was that was a fair assumption to make at the time. But fuck me. like The trouble was, Penrith were in uncharted fucking territory. Like before half time. Both of their starting props, I think, had run, if if not over, almost 100 metres. This is before the end of the first half. Yeah. So, fucking, this this is new levels of fucking 4D chess roster management that Ivan's got. Too to much cardio, bro. Because the fucking, <laughs> the dogs are so shit. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe that's why fucking Trent Barrett took 47 backs into Origin. Because Ivan said to him, look, you, you need cunts that can run for... 160 minutes but yeah it, it was it was a fucking opposed training run yeah it's fine the game was over and then you know then the dog started you know did some good things and they came you know, st- you know came back and scored some tries but yeah it, they were never realistically in the game the selections as well like this was a game that is absolute an absolute killer for fucking um oh what's a cunt what's his name fucking um Flano Jr there's yeah. a, I mean, absolute killer for him, um, among other players for Taylor Mariner as well. I mean, they got issues with him at the dog. He's like, I mean, they'll try and you know they'll they'll run him out like as a prop, and he didn't want to. And he's a back rower, and you know had issues with being played as a prop. And I think he got one running meter in the first half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think it was a stat. Um, Big Diesel had more running meters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, look. They spent a lot of fucking money. They talked a lot of shit. Yep. As a club and fan base. Yep. The club and the fan base made the noise. It's talking the shit. Yep. Spent a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Still spending money. It, it's this thing. And it, sports scientists and the... What did they finish last year? Was it second last? Second Not last. last. Yeah, well, I wasn't last. I mean, was obviously. Third, third last. Did they, <laughs> didn't know, they win remember. a couple of games and like leapfrog the Dragons? Where did the Dragons finish uh, last year? I can't remember. Not no, dragons were dragons were like out, outside the eight, but not no yeah, chance okay. to get into the eight. But sort of outside the eight, yeah. Um, a, a bunch of studies they've done on sports and success and things like that. One of the most important factors is what they call cohesion in a team, and it essentially is a, a loose term for familiarity or effectiveness of assumption. In that. If I throw the ball here, no matter what sport it is, if I kick it, pass it, throw it, chuck it, fucking whatever, I mm. know how that person reacts in this situation because I've been mm. in this situation with them so many times. Yeah. You know, and and you look at the teams that have had long-term success, right? Look at Melbourne. Look at the cohesion yep. in that team. As they yep. bring in new players, they still have that core group that are used to each yep. other. You look at Penrith. Those guys have played together since juniors. They've all stayed, yeah. or the majority of them have stayed together in that system. I don't think there's been a time in rugby league where you have assembled a super team of of better than average players from other teams, put it together, and all of a sudden you're a dominant force. You know, yeah. yep, sure, Cooper Cronk went to the Roosters, uh, but they, they already essentially had representative players in most, if not all, positions yeah. across the park. The, 
the fact that the dogs even thought they could do it blows my fucking mind. Yeah. So. And look, you know, maybe Gus feels like he's got like another five years to actually deliver on what this, you know, on the spending they're doing now. Awesome. But, but who's there? Yeah. From all of this spending, who's there? Yeah. Kickout's had a great year on the fucking pine. Yeah. He's sitting there fucking, like, you know, we thought Appy was going to the Tigers for a fucking rest. Kick out, hold my beer. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking hell. Um, from Penrith's point of view, what a fucking game for Nathan Cleary on his return. And again, it wasn't up against any sort of opposition. Uh, however, his involvement was great. His decision-making was great. There were a couple of times he saw he sort of, you know, I don't know, maybe second-guessed himself and, and slowed things up, whereas before he would have made a, a decision faster. But... Um, I do love to see him and Luai linking up together on the same side of the field. And that paid off a couple of times. They're just in their groove. They're out there and everyone's doing exactly what they need to do. But to put this game into perspective, like the, the Isaiah Yo try, where it was a Mitch Kenny fucking yeah. cutout pass from dummy half on the fucking goal line. Yeah. And Yoe just dives over, like sp- spins out of a one-arm tackle and yep. fall, literally falls over the line, that gives you everything you need to know about this game. Yep. You know, the, the dogs have got the the Burton bomb, which the commentators do their best to try and convince you is an attacking weapon. Uh, but Dylan Edwards had that cup at all fucking games, so... Yeah, yeah. The, thing, the thing is, I mean, he should be fucking doing that every fucking kick from wherever position on the field he is. Yeah. Because it is difficult, it is difficult to fucking to, to cover. It is, and, and but Again, his kicks are only as good as their chase. Yeah. You know, most fullbacks should be able to defuse most of those unless there's some breeze and it's swirling. And the, the thing know? is, if you put in like a decent chase or you put in guys that are actually, you know, in contention to take the ball, then it makes it even harder. That's and then the the, the, And what you need to do is throw bodies at the fullback so that what you get is a bouncing ball and then see exactly. what happens. Exactly. You know, but he should be fucking doing it. That should be every fucking time. Yeah. Like the old the old Penrith fucking clearing midfield bomb thing, yep. except with bombs that are fucking, you know, difficult to take. Yeah. 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 yeah anyway. But but then again, the dogs aren't that team where they can afford to be giving up 15, 20 metres of territory every set because yeah. they're kicking for, for height, not distance. But Yeah. Um, yeah. No, um, Penrith are in their group. Birdo should go to the fucking NFL, I reckon. Yeah, you're not wrong. Become hey. a punter. Fuck yeah. He should go. He should go to the NFL and become a punter because Australians like you know seem to be like the meta over there, especially you know particularly like from Australian rules. But I mean the way the Birdo kicks and the unpredictability of it. I mean you think he could fucking do something over there, right? Plus he's got that rugby league thing where you know he can put a shot on if he has to as well. You yeah. know if the if the guy breaks, you know that sort of thing. Yeah, so that's, um, that's what I'd do. Much more money. And um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Imagine that if you had, yeah. like, okay, fuck yeah, I've I've made my six figures two years in a row. Yeah, I'm gonna live frugally, and then I'm gonna spend a year, and I'm gonna go to America. Yeah, and I'm just gonna get some cunt to teach me, and I'm gonna and sp- try and roll that. Yeah, and try and roll that six figures into fucking eight. Yeah, and, <laughs> well, know, I'm, like- I'm gonna spend a year, eight hours a day, punting yeah. footballs. And then put videos of myself on the internet doing it, and some someone will fucking pick me up. Yeah, exactly. Well, at least fucking contact the international guys that are based in Australia now, whose 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 sole job is to fucking, 
you know, identify guys and put them down the pipeline. Fuck, that's right, because they have the, like, they've got salary yeah. cap exemptions and all that other shit for it, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. So. Yeah, nice. Good shit. Do that. That's what I would, that's what, that's what Birdo should be doing Fucking, with his kicking. We're, we're ready to be your agents, Birdo. We'll yep. take we'll take 1%. <laughs> Yep, exactly. 1%, 1% and fucking like season passes and shit, you That's know, it. like expenses to get out to some of the games. Fuck yeah. That's it. The, even, even if you play for a pack of cunts like the Pats or something. So essentially, essentially, <laughs> essentially we've just made you money because agents fees are normally fucking exorbitant. Yeah, exactly. So it would exactly. be financially irresponsible to not hire us. Yeah, it would, it would, it would be almost like, you know, I mean, let's call it what is negligence. Yes. 100%. Like just straight, it's it's like it's like just fucking sitting at the pokies all day, <laughs> like to not to not hire us to be your managers <laughs> on a dream. Love fucking it. pun it. Uh, last game of the round, the mighty Manly Seabs Eagles thirty defeat the Sharks twenty six to win the fucking Steve Rogers Trophy or whatever the fuck it is the second the second major trophy of the year for big nuts King Tony Mestrov in his regime. The uh, Manly side thirty they had tries to uh, Oshea. Ruben Garrick, Lachlan Croker, Hamali Alakwatu, and a double to Tolu Kola in probably his first, best or second best game of his entire career, I'd say. Uh, Garrick, three of six conversions in difficult conditions. Sharks tries to the Moot, Katoa, McInnes, Ramian, Kennedy, and three conversions to Nico Hines. Look, this was a fucking great game. First half, ridiculous wind in the first half against Manly. And I, was, and I remember thinking, if you can just fucking... We can just keep it close up till half time, you know, it'll be it'll be a nice a nice thing. And Daly again with his fucking kicking game against the win was ridiculous and when and the final the forwards actually did their job and I mean for to say a, a forward pack in which fucking two guys in the rotation are costing us a grand total of one thousand dollars per game for two fucking plotters, it's fucking ridiculous because this shark side is a complete side. Nearly all of these players are signed through until the end of 2025. This is the side that they want and that they are happy with. The spine of Braley and Nico and William Kennedy is the spine that they are fucking running with. They, it's the spine that they want. This is not a side that's like missing pieces according, this is, you know, from their perspective. This is not a side that's missing any pieces or anything. This is the side that fucking Skeletor is taking to fucking glory for the Sharks. And let me tell you, that forward pack got fucking worked by the likes of fucking Aaron Woods and Matthew Lodge because Paseca was injured about fucking two minutes in and he's a top five prop in the competition at the moment in terms of post-contact meters and production. He lasted fucking no time at all. The Sharks had the better of the fucking restarts, penalties, refereeing, the shit that they didn't get called called against them in terms of penalties, and they just couldn't get it fucking done. They absolutely fucking missed. Fuck this top eight shit that they can't beat top eight. They can't beat rugby league teams, period. They fucking suck. And for some of these teams that are coming up from the back, we talked about the Roosters early, earlier. Manly's another one in the same sort of similar position. Knights. Um, those teams will be watching the fucking Sharks very closely because I think of all the teams that we've got at the moment... Eels are dodgy, but the Sharks are the team that are dropping out of the eight for a fucking fact. They are dropping out of the eight and letting one of the teams outside the eight in. Um, 
mentioned Cole, one of great game for him, but you know, one of either his best game or his or his second best game of his entire career. Um, Saab was great, and I fucking love that they went into this game with a game plan, which was to exploit the. I mean, even though the Sharks had bulk changes, they the Sharks knew that their weak spot was Matthew Moylan. And they fucking got him out of there because he's been absolutely diabolical in defence lately. So they brought in, they finally gave the, you know, gave their chance to Trindle, and they had um, uh, the debutant, what was his name, Cockhound, in the side as well, and Manly identified the fact that there'd be no cohesion on that side of the field, even with the changes they made, um, and because of the changes that they made. So they just fucking hammered it, hammered it, hammered it, and it just reaped dividends in that first half, like, uh, you know, with nearly almost all the tries down. Yeah, you know, down that side, um, and just the ability to not make errors and to actually fucking hammer hammer the advantage and play to a game plan was like the first fucking time they've done it in a long time, which was uh, very pleasing. Um, to lose so many players and be down to one fucking guy on the bench in the second half, obviously they tied towards the end of the game. It was obviously, but um, they fucking pulled it out. And let me tell you, Manly fans particularly listening to this right now. Don't let yourself be fucking gaslit by the fucking NRL, the corrupt match-fixing fucking cunt organisation that they are, that this game was like, you know, a massive Sharks comeback or whatever. Don't fucking be gaslit into that shit. The first half, Nico Hines fucking trips um, Tolu Kola. Nothing on field at the time. No penalty, nothing. He's been fined after the fact because he should have been a penalty at the time. That Colquhoun cunt who injured, um, I don't think he was actually the one that injured Paseca in the tackle. I think Fanukan was the one that was actually the, the other guy in the tackle. I think he was the one that did the injuring. Not a penalty, nothing on field at the time. He's getting two weeks for it, for the tackle. We get the second half, they're fucking, they scored a try after passing off the ground. They scored a try off a fucking, when one of the players basically looked like he decided to play basketball, fucking knocked the ball down so fucking, so obviously knocked the ball down. They had, they had a, the forward pass that fucking Nico blew up about probably wasn't forward, but the next try, the, the one that try, Katoa did score, that was a fucking forward pass. These cunts had fucking everything. Everything their way. No, no, no recourse from the referee when fucking, um, for dissent when uh, when Nico blew up at the the lady touch judge, I mean we've got a we've got a women's rugby league competition now in this day and age, and you can't speak to women in the game. We have a women in league round. You can't speak to women in league the way that fucking Nico Hines, that filthy little fucking household fucking son of a drug dealer, spoke to her. That should have been a penalty for dissent at a minimum. But they because they reviewed the audio and there was nothing. You'll need to read the papers, sir, because the papers disagree with you. And I know you're speaking from a, posi- a, a position no, where you don't the, want him the, suspended the opinions- because he's in your super coach side. No, I'm not at all. Well, no, no you, you are, but that's okay. No, I'm not. I get it. I'm saying, I'm saying I'm, I get it. I'm fucking, I'm the goat of our league. I don't need to worry at all. He could fucking, <laughs> he missed the first fucking eight rounds and I'm still the fucking goat. So, I mean, just, I'm, just as a side, yeah, just, just, just as an aside though. It's the first year of a fantasy football league competition. Can you really start saying, talking about goats and stuff in the first year of a fucking competition? I fucking am. No. I'm the goat. No. <laughs> I just did. You, you, are, you are a fucking goat. <laughs> and for that fucking Skeletor to sit in his press conference and complain about the referees after fucking all of that shit, 
if Manly had lost that game, there would have been an investigation into match fixing and the integrity of the entire NRL would have fucking gone down in flames because they would have found that the, the, oh, the referees would have been fucking on the take. So fuck, or fuck they the would have discovered that this was a fucking game against two bottom eight sides that don't matter and everyone would have moved on with their fucking lives. You don't even you don't even watch rugby league. I mean, if you're talking about bottom eight, we've got a, we've got a seventeen team competition now. There's a bottom nine, motherfucker. Bottom nine, Get with go. it's twenty twenty three. It's the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. You can come last when you've come seventeenth. You can come sixteenth and not get the spoon. This is this is a whole new fucking ball game. So listen, Manly fans, don't don't get gaslit into feeling like you were fortunate to win that game. We were basically fucking. Almost robbed of that 14, game. 14 years of this shit. But we pulled it out. It was a great fucking win. And it's the kind of win the teams need on their way to fucking slipping into the back of the eight for the finals in an unlikely finals campaign. The end. I regret doing this show. <laughs> oh, now, you're, now you regret? It wasn't the week of being fucking beaten up on Facebook. Bye. This is... <laughs> Bye. Come on. Mate, you, you taught me. You taught me years ago. Don't fight down. Don't punch down. There, and people, I just put just and just like this unrelated to this no, game. That, I was, that was say. that was after the time you tried to fight the kid with the extra chromosome. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel if you feel like he was a liquid Glenn, cunt. If you feel like if you feel like Glenn's audio is not up to scratch this week, let him know on Facebook. Like just let him know. I'm, I'm on, sad on Twitter. I'm Get on sad. Threads. Create an account. Fucking let him know on Threads because there is a certain type of person. <laughs> that uses the phrase gaslit and I never thought it would be one of the hosts of this illustrious show who did it non-ironically. <laughs> and, did it. and not towards you. It was... Uh, the greatest gaslighter in the history of gaslighting. You, the goat, see? the goat, if you will, of gaslighting. <laughs> well, there you go. See, maybe I'm fucking wrong. Maybe I've been gaslighting myself in saying that I never thought because here I am. To be fair, it is what you do. That use the word fucking gaslighting. To be fair, it is what you do. Stop it. Even to yourself, apparently. Gaslighting is as real as the gender pay gap. Uh-huh. And also, Jason Saab with the greatest flick pass of all time. Fuck Benji Marshall and fuck Matthew Gidley. The end. I got nothing else to say. Is it the end? I hope it is, because fuck, I'm sick of listening to you. Until shit. No. until until stepdad brings something up in the fucking in, in the social section that we're going to go to right now. Uh, 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 <laughs> also, the, the last thing I want to say about the show: they no! look like, they look like they're a team with no other options other than you know youth and athletic ability, and that will get you a certain amount. And I think that's what did a lot for them last season. Yeah, the majority of their team were were young and fucking quick and strong and just overpowered a lot of teams, out-enthused yep. a lot of teams. But where Fitzgibbon, I think, dropped the ball a little bit is he had to use that as a foundation. And while that was working for them, start to develop a culture in that team of what happens when it doesn't work. Because you have to have mm. something to fall back on when it's not your night, when you're dropping balls, when the passes aren't sticking, or when the other team's up for it. And I'm not sure the Sharks have that at the moment. Their forwards should be fucking ashamed. Honestly, they should be fucking ashamed of themselves. They almost conceded 100 metres in yardage to fucking Aaron Woods. 92 metres, maybe 96. wasn't quite 100, though. But the fact that he got more than 10 <laughs> is an indictment. And also, Trindle had a golden opportunity to not be this fucking Korea Newtown player. I mean, Skeletor finally fucking woke up and realised... 
how how fucking lazy and ineffective Matt Moylan was in defense. Dropped him, brought Trindle in with the fucking world. He he had the he had the fucking jersey. It was his. Yep. And he was fucked. Yeah. He was just as bad. I wouldn't be surprised if Moylan comes straight back in. Radio, what have we got from the socials roundup? Devin Head, he uh, he wants your thoughts on this, Glennie. This will be uh, fucking good. Robbie Farah is eyeing off a uh, a new role at the West Tigers. Farah is reportedly in discussion to step into the currently vacant position of general manager of football at the Tigers. So essentially the position that Gus Gould held at Penrith. And this uh, is a position that hasn't hasn't been filled for a long time, the, right? No, 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 no. For a very short period of time because... Oh, that's right. It was no genius. One, that's it. No one hold the yeah. role since Tim Sheens vacated it to focus on his head coaching duty. So they haven't replaced him. So are you saying it's the fastest pathway for Robbie Farrow to become a head coach of the West Tigers? <laughs> sounds like it. So Robbie Farrow, as the general manager of football, Glennie? Would you say running a football club is easier or more difficult than running a, a, a schnitzel restaurant in the club of your team that is like kind of indebted to you or like naturally inclined to supporting you, even if you're shit at business and burn the snitchels. And, and where the only thing you sell is probably conservatively 30% of the national population's favorite food. Look, you pose some valid questions. Um, <laughs> thank, you. thank you trotters for, uh, for, for, Igniting this debate. <laughs> I feel like this all could have been avoided if someone had have greased up the step on the front of the Leichhardt Oval scoreboard all those years ago. <laughs> and as he sat down, it was an unfortunate accident. <laughs> and it meant that uh, Robbie could be fulfilling nothing more than a Simon Dwyer type role yeah. in the West Tigers <laughs> rather than general manager of fucking football. <laughs> Graham. Well, that is to say, that is to say, saying <laughs> nothing and picking up, picking up things in only your right hand. Exactly. Uh, Graham threw out, uh, well, he didn't lodge suit a manly jersey. Uh, I, don't quite, I don't know what that means. You had a good game, I assume. Dave, I can't watch Channel 9 Gus Gould games anymore. Absolute punishment. There's a bunch of What's the deal there? I didn't I didn't watch I don't Agreed. watch Channel Nine games. Oh, I think he just gets a little bit <laughs> tangenty. The only time I watch Channel Nine games are like the like Origin when you got to. Um, uh, Ash. History was made when two teams defeated the Tigers during the same game. The Dragons and the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liam, would anything be more Tigers to record their biggest win ever? And frank that form with losing ten straight to close the season. <laughs> that doesn't look great. I mean, like I didn't realise that was the case until I thought about it. But um, yeah, that's not a great look. Hey, hey, Glenny. The Tigers beating the Tigers. No, the Tigers getting would, like their highest anything, score ever. Would there be anything more Tigers than to record their biggest win ever and frank that form with losing ten straight to close the season out. Well, it's the epitome of, look, you know, they blew their load and they fell asleep. Like, who hasn't been guilty, who hasn't been guilty of that? Uh, uh, 
Um, you make an excellent point. <laughs> a, a bunch, a bunch of people saying that the Moses Sea Eagles only just scraped in. Um, Terry, now he, this is the doggy win, scandal, win, bitches. Which will, uh, which will, you know, sort of be one of the news items. But uh, apparently, Raymond Fatala Mariner complained that the training was too hard under Seraldo, and that he wouldn't <laughs> play prop. Seraldo picked him at prop against the Panthers. He made one run in the first half for one meter. That, my friends. <laughs> It's industrial action at its finest. Anyway, he was apparently told at the end of the game today to go find employment elsewhere next year. Mm. I tell you though, um, that's yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, but I haven't had anything good to say about Serrano all season. But here we go. Here comes the first thing. Yep, he's actually living my dream of like when a player is not doing something or a player signs elsewhere. Yep. No matter what jersey number they usually wear on their back. <laughs> Run them as props and just yeah, just run and just throw them into the fucking meat grinder until their until their careers or their time at the club ends. Um, yeah, Serrano's done that, so you know. And look, it works. He got rid of him one game. Here is my thing: you play where the fucking coach expects you to play. Yep. You front up and you do exactly. Look at fucking as Jake Granville. Told. Yeah. Well, in his own team, look at fucking the kitty fiddler. Um, yep. Ockenbaugh. Yep. You know, he, he went from being the fucking laziest cunt on the field, like Jamal Idris 2.0, to now playing in the forwards. You know? Just... He, went, he, he was the laziest cunt bludgeoning out in the wing, and yeah. now he's gone to the laziest cunt in the middle. That's it. <laughs> oh, no, until Ram Fatale Mariner came yeah. up. <laughs> um, and look, the, the, the only thing that would be unreasonable is for the coach to expect you to all of a sudden switch positions or styles of play or, or whereabouts on the field you play and to be 100% effective at it first game. That would be the only thing where you could suggest that the coach is being unreasonable. If he wants to play you there, he should give you a bunch of time to adjust and, and get your game up to it. But apart from that, fuck yep. that. And when your coaches come from a team that has won back-to-back premierships and won the first of those premierships um, based off being by far the fittest team in the competition to complain about the training load. Yeah. Like fucking hell, man. And this is, and he hasn't played a lot of football this season either. Yeah. It's not like he's been fucking burned out by the training load. Um, Stuart, to your point, Nate, he said, did Reese Walsh's try, uh, celebratory black backflip preclude the bunker from taking the try off him. Far too marketable an event to throw it in the bin. I dare, I, I dare say that they probably could have still disallowed the try and then still shown shown the, the highlights yeah. or whatever, yeah, in their little, you know, warm-up uh, footage for games and shit. Toto, Moses flopping, then using a review to overturn and get Holmes 10 in the bin, we've already discussed. Good shit, Housery, good gamesmanship. Uh, Kevin, is RTS coming back to the Warriors next year, something that will make them go forwards or backwards? I think CKN has been a big part of their attack this year and I couldn't justify him being dropped. Think RTS could swallow his ego and play on the wing. I yeah, would, or Sanders or something. I don't know, but I mean, the answer is fucking definitely. Because do you remember the yeah. way the way he went out? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't. He he gave I'd up be his shot if he if he refused to play anywhere but fullback. Yeah. When, yeah. when he was going out, he gave up his jersey. Said no, that's what's best for the team. That's exactly what yeah. I'll fucking do. Yeah. Exactly the sort of player you want. Um. Where's the other at? Sorry. Oh, fuck off, Elon. 
Um, St. Lando said, whose fans are worse on Twitter, Sharks or Penrith? Penrith at the moment. Sharks were the worst. I think it's but... Sharks by a nose, given they've done nothing to back it up in years. Dolphins, yeah, fans, I Dolphins fans, it used to be Dragons fans. Oof. Yeah, no, I think there's definitely Panthers fans, and particularly because it seems like there's a breed of Panthers fans that only started following rugby league in like in around 2021. Tags is still on their jerseys. And uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, and and these and they are fucking irritating. Can I tell and, you? Um, they're fragile. Oh, so sensitive. There about are ir- fucking Brisbane Broncos levels needs of validation, but but from the fans of other clubs. Yeah, and I actually think that the Broncos fans are probably about, uh, they're probably second at the moment. The Sharks were really bad around like, you know, 16, 17, 18. Yep. But now that as they get further away from that premiership and they realize that they're due another 48 years or whatever before they fucking get, get yeah. their next one, they've kind of backed off a bit. They understand their position now. They've seen that they can't beat teams in the top eight and obviously by, ver- you know, by the very nature of the final system, you have to beat teams in the top eight to advance <laughs> in the finals. So they, they understand their place now, I think, and... They're back in their hole. Yeah. Um, Mad Dog. He said, uh, in the future, people won't use the saying, the best thing since sliced bread. Instead, they will say, the best thing since Reese Walsh. This fucking guy. Well, literally no one will ever fucking say that ever. And even if he says it, his fucking wife will bash him. <laughs> well, that is, and that he is deserve true. deserve it. Reese Walsh is as interesting as fucking thinly sliced white bread. Yeah, that, like that supermarket exactly bread too. Him. Not like we're not, not talking yeah. about like a, a bakery that actually fucking you know puts time and and no. you know artisan fucking craft into the into the baking of the bread. Yep. which is like like tip top fucking sun, sun blessed, <laughs> sun blessed fucking. Woolworths. That's his new nickname, Reese Walsh. Fucking sun blessed. <laughs> oh, but it's sliced. You don't even have to do that yourself. It's already sliced. How good is that? <laughs> Um, you wouldn't even feed it to the ducks. At Dean K88 said, has anyone seen Seraldo and Barrett in the same room at the same time? No, we have fucking not. <laughs> uh, Toto TV said, with Teddy Fresh off having a mid-season break, watching Squid Games in Byron Bay, will we see more Origin players having extended breaks post-Origin as it gets bigger and tougher each year? No. Do you think that the mid-season format has a limited lifespan? I, I, I hate it. This year, it absolutely fucking cunted us. Um, I would like to see... I, I Look, I don't know why you can't put the season on hold and have con- three consecutive origins. Yeah. But also, there's so many players outside of origin as well. I mean, you can you can run a proper series for the fucking... For the female origin the women, as well. That's it. You can bring in some of those games that people love to see with, you know, you know, Tonga versus, you know, Samoa and yep. you know, bring Fiji, PNG, get some more actual international content in there. Yep. Have a representative couple of rounds. I still want a couple the fucking, of weeks. I still want the Legends game. That was one of the greatest <laughs> fucking spectacles in rugby league. Though. But it also has to have the part where you can the auction fruiterer. one spot per tee where yeah. you get that fucking fruiter in there That's and lay on tries. For, yeah, yeah. Can exactly. you imagine Can you imagine the fundra- fundraising to get the big Ds on big the Queensland D's side? Big Ds on the wing. <laughs> Stop it. You would, you, would 100%, you would 100% be in that fucking game, Glenn. I'm telling you now. The I'd big Ds my, would be unstoppable. I'd knock my shoulders up too, bro. <laughs> you might have to play for New South Wales. Because and I think a, you'd, probably, you'd probably get outbid by like Clive Palmer or something to play for Queensland. With an, un, an unheralded <laughs> donation uh, on behalf of the Hollywood elite. 
Yeah. For $47 we, million. Dollars. We've, we've received a telegram from Hayward Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fucking phenomenal. It, I, look, it, it does still surprise me. Like, there are other sports at the moment, like the, you know, um, talking about having more tournaments in, in mid-season breaks. And, yep. and the obvious thing that comes up is, well, hang on. What if a player gets injured playing a game that essentially doesn't matter for that championship? Yeah, well, guess what? That's that's fucking origin for and, us, and isn't it? And that's it, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure that it has too much longer before clubs start going, oh, fuck, yeah, okay. You know, do, do we really want to risk our season? Yep. On, on something. Especially now that windows are so short. Yeah, it, it'll be sad, but yeah. Um, what else have we got? Um, talking about, sorry, uh, Marty Kapow, Sharky Dave. He said you can take the boy out of the dogs, but you can't take the dog out of the boy. There we go. What a fucking genius. Um, was there anything else of note there? Um, oh, there was the uh, the West Tigers signed um, Fainu, Samuela Fainu. Uh, yeah. And then the... And Latu. At, well, no, but just him in particular. Okay. After they've signed him, the uh, New South Wales Rugby League is reportedly investigating that they're under-19s captain uh, for breaching their code of conduct. It's reportedly left the hotel early in the morning to confront a Queensland player for a personal sledge on the field. And you know what the personal sledge was? What's that? It was just it was something like this. This is the level it was. It was like, oh, have you got a knife? <laughs> like it wasn't like okay. So 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 players brothers in jail stabbing a guy convicted blow. You know we know the story of Manassi well. But if I were an opposing player, for example, you could come with all sorts of gear about his brother holding a dude's pocket. His brother, or you could just yeah. be overt with and talk about his brother just getting straight up fucking, you know, butt fucked in prison. But no, it's yeah. just like you, you got a knife. That's the level, <laughs> and that's the level that set him sets him off on the field, um, like you know, spitting at Brandon Wakeham and fucking going at him in, against the Tigers earlier in the season, um, which is fucking hilarious. The first training session with fucking three Fainu brothers there with Brandon Wakeham. He been he needs to get the fucking Super League in the off season real quick because he's going to get fucking curb stopped that first session at Concord. But um, but yeah, it's it is funny. Like the second the second they sign with the Tigers, the Never, protective yeah. you you leave the nest. The protect the protective fucking orb is, comes off, and the media to start feeding on you instantly. It's great, lovely. That's us for the socials for this week. So then that's us for the episode this week then, boys. Well, not this week, this Monday. Of course, the previews one coming up on Wednesday. You'll be pleased and, to know uh, my audio is still running. Well, Whoa. yeah. yeah well, let me be the judge of that when I see what fucking ends up in Dropbox in 10 minutes. And uh, we'll see. see. ends up in your box. Yeah, oh, fucking Jesus, Glenn. Don't, don't, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> that's, that's not aggressive at all. I'm fucking open to it. No, there's, no, there's no, I'll push back, Glenny. Fucking bring it! You just you just want the glory. Take me to fucking Diesel Island, baby. Saying saying you've had relations <laughs> with the big D's. <laughs> I know how this works. <sighs> I've learnt I've learnt from actual celebrities, members of the Hollywood elite, as to how this this works. 
into the pitfalls of fame. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That is it for uh, 5.26. Everyone, thanks, of course, for listening. Um, all the good shit. Thisweekinleague.com. Head there for our social communities. Get on Facebook group. Get on Twitter again, and then you can get yourself uh, get your name up in lights and uh, get a comment in for the socials for the end of the round uh, for Stepdad to read out. Um, and that's it. You got anything else you want to... You just want to you want to you know, talk about butt fucking me again, Glennie, or you just? No, I think you, I've you done enough of that. Or? Thank you very much. I'm going to go jerk off now that I've uh, we've got the world's smallest fucking boner. Yeah, and look, I just want to say that's no reflection on me. That's the reflection of what you were given. Yeah, it's genetics, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, just just to be clear, <laughs> I fucking do it. I do it. I do it for you. But but yeah, there's only so much. I'm not a miracle. <laughs> I'm not a miracle worker. <laughs> All right. I'm just, I'm just picturing picturing you two in a fucking oiled up love nest singing the fucking Ice Cube classic. You can do it. Put your back into it. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's it. I'm going to have a massive coffee for you right now. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, talk to you boys in a couple of days. Okay. See ya. See ya. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.